This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Matt Chernoff from 680 The Fans, Chuck and Chernoff Show here. And I want to say thanks for listening to today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast apps. Chase Thomas went to Parkview in North Georgia. He's a local Atlanta kid, and he won't let the Luca versus Trey thing go. He interned with us back in the day, and you'll always remember him. Anyway, definitely go check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com, where you can find all of Chase's previous episodes, all of his articles, and do him a solid. Leave him a rating and review if you're an Apple Podcast listener. Reminder to listen to our show, Chuck and Chernoff, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 on 680 The Fan, and subscribe to my podcast as well. Welcome to Matlana, wherever you get your podcasts. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, we're back on a special edition of the Chase Thomas podcast. Spencer Cornhaber is here of the Atlantic. Spencer, good afternoon. How are you? Good. How are you? I am good, man. Um, I read your piece in the Atlantic. I guess this was like a week ago now, but. Um, a lot of stuff with Ellen. I don't know where, where where do we even stand with her in the future of her show. Like, wasn't it rumored and people were all upset that James Corden was like the rumored replacement uh, for Ellen? Like, where do we stand with all of that right now? Yeah, I think that we still don't know if anything is going to change with her show. Um, the official word hasn't really there hasn't really been an official word, um, and there's no like concrete reason to think that it would go off of the air. Um, you know, the, 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 the accusations against the show to me, don't seem like they're the sort of thing where you are required to pull the show from the air. It's mostly about the things that have happened behind the scenes. Um, and, uh, because of her, because of Alan's deputies rather than stemming from her directly. But this is kind of the question, like whether the, the accusations are are such a big deal that it will make the show kind of like not work anymore or like people won't want to watch it. And if that was the case, I would expect uh, it to go off the air. So your piece for The Atlantic, which was great and I, I really enjoyed it, um, was entitled Ellen's Celebrity Defenders Aren't Helping Her. So what what did you find when you were just seeing all the different uh, celebrities who were coming out in support because they were just, it's that same thing where it's just, we saw this during Me Too and things like that, where um, just because you know somebody personally doesn't mean that that they're someone diff they're not someone different with other people, and that is a theme that's just I think been around for years now. Um, and people can't really wrap themselves wrap their head around that kind of thing, where it's just like, hey, it's okay that you've had good experiences with this person, but that doesn't also mean that other people did not have those same experiences for some reason it's it seems like it might be harder for celebrities maybe to understand that what do you think right well i mean like in this case it just is so kind of ironic that that anyone would think that would be a good defense like Mm. that the things that are coming out are 
about how when the cameras are off and when she's not like the smiley person on TV and she's not like uh, interviewing Katy Perry or whatever, she is, you know, rude to people or kind of checked out from what's actually happening on her show. And like, this has had real consequences for people around her um, who aren't famous. So like the, you know, the, the accusation is that she, you know, she and people around her think that like people who work for her kind of high up, think that you know fame can shield her from anything um obviously that is a state of affairs that every celebrity on some level um understands like the the world differently because they're in this bubble and so they're in the same bubble as her they're like part of this performance of like kindness and and sort of like um bubbly joy on air um and so them saying like yeah she's like really great to me it's just like, yeah, we know, like we see that every day, but the point is what's happening behind the scenes. Um, so yeah, I don't, I mean, and it is, but it, to, to some of these people's credit, they seem to like know that their defenses are, are not that, um, are not that like valid. Um, you know, Katy Perry started out by saying, uh, I don't want to, I can't speak for anyone else's experiences, but my experience has been good with her. And, and th- that was kind of the, the the tack that a lot of um, the other celebrities who spoke up for her took, uh, and it's just sort of self defeating. There, it's like it's like, well, that's nice to know, but that doesn't really get us anywhere. I do think it was interesting. Kevin Hart was more adamant because mm-hmm. I think that I don't think that's a coincidence that Kevin Hart, with what he has dealt with, um, is going like he said. What did he say? You have to stop that hate shit or something like that. Like this hate shit. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I mean, whatever. you know, it's just that, I mean, that's like another, like very common celebrity trope that, uh, you know, Kevin Hart and Ellen, when they had that whole episode where he was, uh, trying to like sort of apologizing for things he'd said in the past, yeah. um, when he was trying to host officers, like that whole, that whole like conversation was just about like, you know, ignore the haters. Like there's just people online that just <laughs> are negative and they want to tear people down. And it's like, that is just like 1 million miles in space from like what, what, what people are actually saying and talking about. Right. Um, it's not like they, like people don't like the way your face looks. It's, 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 uh, we have you on record saying these things and these things are fucked up and like cause people hurt people. So like, um, yeah, but but it's obviously a very common tactic to, to go to that kind of like super, super abstract zone of like people just being haters. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's not surprising that Kevin, of all people, would kind of go there for her. And I wonder if she's going to, like, if that will end up being, like, her defense in the end. Because she hasn't said a lot publicly about this stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you think she will say? What do you think? Is she just really thinking about what's happening here? Is she just being extra careful? What do you think uh, she's thinking about and what she ultimately will do right now? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, I don't think, I mean, I think Ellen is, the weird thing about this is that Ellen has always seemed super self-aware. Like her comedy is often really self-deprecating. It's intelligent. Um, There's always like a lot of the humor for her is like about the things that she like is implying, but not saying, and she knows that you're thinking, but she's not saying it. So like, she's a pretty savvy person and she's built this. And at the same time, like she has gone out of her way over the years to make like her keyword, uh, kindness and and you know like she has um products that are labeled like the kindness box and she has like game show segments on her show that are about like 
doing nice things for strangers. Um, you know, she has said in interviews, like, I am a good person. Like, like most people don't walk around saying those words. Um, so I, it seems like there, she knows that this is part of her brand and she knows that, uh, this is like a real existential threat to her. So I have to imagine she's smart enough to, um, to kind of forthrightly go at this. And if I was her, I would, I would, um, you know, do a sort of like really tough interview with someone yeah. uh, who is going to ask you the hard questions or, you know, bring some people who uh, you've had like negative experiences with, like bring them on the show and like have them really like talk it out with you. And, Dakota Johnson, um, spring her back. Totally. Yeah. That's a great idea. That was my favorite. Um, I didn't know about that until you linked it in your piece, but uh, unbelievable. It's uh, pretty wild. It's such a weird moment because it's like, th- yeah, these are two like superstars talking about who got invited to whose birthday party and like who shows up. And like, that's a world where it's like, I mean, I have no idea how you like if Dakota Johnson expects Ellen DeGeneres to show up to her birthday party. But I mean, so like what she was calling out was that Ellen keeps like has a stick of acting like she's not being invited to this like beautiful woman's party. Yeah, it's like a self-deprecating um, thing where it's like, no, 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 Ellen, you're uh-huh. you're invited to these things now. You're you're a superstar. You can come to these things if you want to. And then just Ellen, just at the end of that, just being like, oh yeah, I guess I was. And then her pro- getting her producer involved to like that really cringe moment where you were out of town, and then it comes out that she was with George Bush that weekend. In Texas. Oh my gosh! She was yeah. in the Cowboys game. That's where she was instead of Dakota Johnson's thing. And you're like, oh, there's so many layers. It was it was great. There is so many layers, and it's also just like you see in Dakota's uh, mannerisms that yeah. like she is trying to get across something here. Like she seems pissed, um, and it's like, whoa, where does this come from? And and you know, the more and more things come out, you kind of like rewatch some of her clips, and you're like, there is a subtext here that no one kind of knew about. I always was curious. I mean, I feel bad for my grandmother who loves Ellen DeGeneres. She watches her all the time. She loves her. (laughs) And I feel bad because I always was, I don't know if you're like this, but anyone who really bangs home the point that they're about happiness and like the good vibes only people I've always been skeptical of, like that just, (laughs) I'm never all that in on that person. It's not a good thing if you want to be friends with me to tell me that you're into good vibes and you're always looking for the happy because I just think that's a a very childish way of viewing the world, I think. And uh, you just have to accept the good for the good and the bad for the bad. And sometimes it's going to be good, sometimes it's not. Um, But Ellen was always someone who I was like, it's not going to surprise me if she's just like mean behind the scenes. It was just something for years. I'm not going to tell my grandmother that, but there's just something about it where I'm like, hmm. She sounds like she's trying really hard to tell herself that she's not a mean person. Like the people who are like, I'm happy. This is great. And then she gets off the set and she's like, where the fuck is my black coffee? I don't know. Like, yeah. I didn't see yeah. something like that. That would not have surprised me. Well, I mean, like, I think part of her, like why she can like do the super saccharine sort of show is because she herself is sort of like cold. Like, like yeah. she seems cold on camera. Like she's, she's not, enamored with people when she interviews them. She kind of like treats them as if they're bugs. Like exactly. And it's kind of like fun and like why it works. Um, so I, so I, I, yeah, I mean, it's not super shocking to me that she sort of treats like, for example, her bodyguard, like he's not even there and like, doesn't like make small talk with him. And, you know, he said that he treated her with more, not like outwardly, 
um, she wasn't like vicious to him. She just uh, allegedly wasn't nice, you know, and that, and that was shocking to him. Um, but I, that, that, that to me is not surprising at all. There are some stories of her like kind of going ballistic on people that I, that it's like, if, if you're self-aware at all and you're that kind of celebrity, you think she would know to check herself, but you know, everyone has those moments, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's probably not like one talk show host, a successful big time that I would not, uh, not think has gone off the, uh, screw it. We're going live. Bill O'Reilly type moment. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's just a stressful job, especially doing day in day out. Um, how much do you think she's responsible for the rumors of her top producers and all the different things that were happening behind the scenes? Like how much do you think she is culpable and also how realistic is it that she knew everything? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I, you know, it's just really hard to litigate that from the outside. Um, but it seems like there, I mean, you know, like I don't know anybody, but I do know that like just being in entertainment journalism for a while, like you just, that is the first thing anyone says when Ellen's name comes up, you're like, Oh, you know that she's like a terrible boss and everyone hates to work for her. Like, that's just like a known thing. And so if it's like out there to that extent, it seems really weird that she would have no awareness of it. Um, you know, but again, it's probably this like thing of like that she has tried to like, has told herself that this is like how she needs to be in the world. Like you have to like maintain the sort of distance and like, uh, certain things have to be done to like do this high impact job or whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think, I think if there's like a pervasive culture, which it sounds like there is, it wasn't just like one incident, it was a number of incidents over years, um, then it's, it's either, you know, neglect that is almost worse than no, you know, knowing and doing nothing. That is something that I, I don't, it's like being the boss. It's one of the biggest reasons I don't want to ever be like the boss <laughs> boss is that I don't want to be in charge of other people. I don't want to be in charge of my top staff. I don't want to worry about, I would never sleep. I would just be nervous about what's all going on around me, what everybody's doing. Mm-hmm. Like I, this is one of those things where if your name's in the show, guess what? Anything that happens below you is on you because your name is on this show. So that is the one area where I'm like, I don't know. I think that's more on the top producers for being shitty. And I don't know if you can pin all that. I mean, if she did know, or maybe she couldn't, I, I don't know that I think ultimately falls on the actual bad people doing bad things. Um, that is, I, I don't know. It's complicated. I'm just, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's like, yeah. she's not, I mean, management is hard and like, she wasn't like, we don't love her because she's a great manager. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Did you, so, did you watch the show before? Like, are you an Ellen generous fan of the show? Um, you know, I, I, back in the day when I was, uh, in high school and suburban California, you know, you'd have six days mom where you would watch the show or like it would be on the DVR and I'd watch it. I was a um, Potter sick days with mom kind of kid. I uh-huh, saw like Chamber uh-huh, of Secrets uh-huh. at least 93 times with my mother when I was fucking <laughs> sick in middle school. And That's school. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a show that it's a daytime TV show. So like, yeah, that, that was my experience with it. Sort of like, uh, laying around at home. 
And I, I, I remember, I mean, I like it. I like it. It's a good show. Um, as far as like that whole genre goes, it is, uh, you know, it's, it's was entertaining. And like, yeah, like I said, she's smart. Like you, you, you feel like you're in good hands with her and she's not pandering that much. Um, so that was my experience with it. You know, I've seen, I'm sure that I've seen like her sitcom in the nineties, like here and there, but, uh, and I've, I've seen her stand up uh, here and there over the years. Um, but I'm not, I wouldn't say that I was like standing Ellen or anything. Yeah. That's a weird thing. I think anybody who's just like, you know what I'm here for the Ellen Jenner show. Like it's, um, I don't think anybody's just like stomping around outside my grandmother, maybe. Um, well, I mean, I think, I think there's, I think a lot of women are, I think that really uh, okay. like she, yeah. Yeah. I mean her, uh, she has a, she has a Netflix special, Santa special, and there's like a Q and a portion at the end. Uh-huh. And there are, you know, everyone who stands up is a woman and they are like quaking with excitement and, and love for her. And they kind of like have, and they needle her with the questions of like, there's this sort of like understanding of the kind of humor, um, that that she has that yeah you know i think i think that she does actually have like super devoted fans and you know uh uh not i am not friends with any of them but uh i'm sure (laughs) that my mom is you know or your grandma it is interesting how she tapped into that and why that why do you think that is why do you think she has such a devoted fan base in that demographic well yeah i mean it's like i think it's a daytime thing i think so you don't think Someone that exists have, if it was at night? If she was on the same time as Colbert, it's different. I think it is different. If it, yeah, yeah, I think it is different. If it's Colbert, if she would be. I mean, I, she'd probably get at that though. I mean, not saying that we don't want to be like coming up with other jobs for her in this moment when she might be canceled. But <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, I would love to see her kind of like in that role of having to be um, dealing with like the news more and like being a little more acerbic. But uh, no, I mean, like, yeah, she. I think that. I think that's probably a fan of hers would be able to tell you that they feel like she is entertaining in a space where a lot of the entertainment is probably condescending or um, sort of just, just sort of fuzzy minded or, or like schmaltzy. Um, yeah. I mean, she, I, I don't imagine that she's like the, the best of the daytime options or like one of the best. Last thing, and we'll wrap up here. What do you think ultimately happens? Your best guess. What happens to the future of the show? Do they replace her? Does she go away for a while? What is your best guess? I think that she's going to, yeah, like have some sort of attempt at a redemptive, hopefully like self-interrogating thing, like interview or monologue or whatever. I would bet that the show returns. So you're suggesting she goes on Joe Rogan? Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like that could be super lit. But um, two and a half hours of her and Joe Rogan hashing it out. I that would like, uh, like he would get her there. Like, yeah. I mean, like, he'd straight up just completely... ask her. He would just be like, "So I've heard you're a fucking terrible boss." And she like laughs mm-hmm. and it's just like, ah, uh, and gets a little uncomfortable for like because he's gonna be direct. And then uh, we'll see what happens. I think this. Well, is... Howard Stern was saying that he thinks that she should just like be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a prick. Um, I agree. You know, like kind of own it. I don't think that a woman can do that though. I like in this society, I don't, I can't think of many examples of that. Um, but it would be interesting to see her try. I mean, I don't, 
I think it's just not, that's true. It, it is a different perspective and different experience for what, like it's the whole women boss thing and just the different correlations between being a mean male boss versus a mean female boss, obviously is different to different people. Yeah, 100%. Um, that is true. I don't know, but I, I think based on where she could go, that would be the most honest, right? Like, don't we yeah. have honesty? Isn't that ultimately what we all want is honesty? Yeah. Well, that's what we, that's what we think. But when we actually get it, sometimes it doesn't, uh, doesn't, doesn't play. I mean, it depends on the person and it depends sure. on a lot of things, but uh, yeah, I mean, I bet that the show comes back for a bit and then I would, I kind of like would root for her to drop it and do something else and yeah, do something that's a little more honest to who she is. Just like, I, I, I was making make a really bad joke here. About, <laughs> <laughs> I, I cut, never mind. Uh, this is not a good job offer. I was going to throw her away. Um, Spencer, this has been great. I highly encourage everybody to check out your piece in The Atlantic, entitled, again, Ellen Celebrity Defenders Aren't Helping Her. came out on August 6th. Um, go check that out and check up all your other work at uh, The Atlantic. Is there anything else that we can expect from you coming down the pike in the next couple of days? Kanye takes. <laughs> oh. Oh. Kill me. Kill oh, me. no. <laughs> I, were you going through the rabbit hole? Just rehashing a lot of these uh a lot of these opinions and uh perspectives because i i I would that'd be a hard pass for me it's so much and it's like and i I, i've followed him for a long time and just trying to figure out anything coherent to say about him right now is has been difficult but that's what i'm working on right now all right well i'm excited to read it when it does come out uh spencer keep up the great work sir and we'll have to do this again soon yeah, thanks so much. It's fun. This has been Ingram, radio voice of the Atlanta Braves, and I'm here to tell you that you've reached the end of today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. As a friend of the podcast, I'd like to say thank you for listening to today's episode and hope you return for the next one. To show your support for the program, tell a friend or coworker or even a family member about the program. And if you're an Apple Podcast listener, leave the show a rating and a review. goes a long way. That'll do it for me. But don't forget to listen to myself and the rest of the team at 680 The Fan and the Braves Radio Network this season. Go Braves! Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.